Um, let's just let's all let's all check in first. Just say who we are. Um, this is Billy. Okay. I'm coming in from Cleveland. I'm joined by uh, Jackson. I'm Jackson from Brooklyn. And we got Rob. I'm Rob from Oberlin. Uh, where I'm Joy from Moscow, Russia. Who's your friend? <laughs> uh, my friend is Milana, and she's uh, doing live streaming on Instagram right now or something. How do you feel about our roommate relationship? Uh, uh, Joy is a good girl. <laughs> Joy's a good girl. I'm a good girl. Yeah. That's an ep- that's the episode title right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh, and then I'll continue to record. Uh, okay. Okay. Right, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. Thank you. All right. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for like the last 10 minutes, Rob has been interrogating my choice to take the LSAT and potentially go to law school, and we still haven't uh, resolved this conflict, so I want to resolve this conflict at the beginning of this episode, because it's kind of entertaining. Dasein is the being that calls itself into question, Um, so I I embrace it. I embrace being called into question. Um, I I think there's one clear solution is that you drop the LSAT and you also drop the PhD route and you just apply to MFA programs and become a novelist. Cause that's no, the... you just find a job. Just go find a that's job. That's the only really. honest app, um, occupation. Just, just find I just, a job. I, just, I actually just finished a book, man. That's, that's some news. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, dude. Really? Um, it's called Racing Thoughts. I got to like figure out who I want to submit it to. But there is like a local. <laughs> you like that title? <laughs> so, um, what what is it? <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> well, first I'll and, say, and I hate it. And I you hate, hate it. it. Fuck you, dude! Well, like of... you just shit. <laughs> Why do you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it. I mean, because to be honest, like I think it. Um, I don't think that it 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 has never captured my experience of what most people use to refer to racing thoughts. It's a term from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of yes, Mental Disorders. Yes, for bipolar. Um, for, for a manic yes. episode. I'm using it partly, um, like, ironically, or, like, sarcastically. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like... Really? I mean, because that's, like, what's happening. And I, I don't know. I really... I, I don't... It's just funny because, like, everything you do that's, like, in that state is just, like, you know, we got, that's a symptom. Like, that is a, we can categorize that. So, it's kind of, like, me taking that, like, diagnosis and, like, kind of throwing it back, you know? Racing thoughts. It's a, yeah. it's a good title, man. I don't, I, I It is. I mean, we, we even talked about that phrase. It was either that or flight of ideas. <laughs> I like racing thoughts more than flight of ideas. That's, that's another. I know, but those that's like another <laughs> similar term. It's like the other side of the coin. I you know racing thoughts no, is it's, better. It's also literally in the diagnosis. Yeah. 
flight of ideas. Yeah. Those are the, the things you have to watch out for um, in terms of being like, oh, like I'm in a manic episode or whatever. Um, so I don't know. It's just sort of my way of like taking. You no, know, I even have. Like, like these are examples of me being in like racing thought mode or whatever, but they can't be reduced to just being called racing thoughts. So I'm just sort of like throwing it back, being like, oh, here's some racing thoughts, motherfucker. Like, that's what these are, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Um, but basically it's kind of like, I started this, um, I started uh, uh, like in London last year, um, around the time Trump got elected, which is also when Joy, Kyle and I started junior dance. Um, but I started like, uh, I was reading a lot of Heidegger and I just started like these notebooks. Um, and I wrote like 50 pages of stuff in like a month and a half, very like ranging from like. I don't know, like diagnosing the political situation to being like in a cafe and like recalling memories from like high school to sitting in a like in a terminal at Heathrow, just like ranting in a Bernardian way about all the fucking stores everywhere um, and how like it's like a fucking mall. And so like that's part one. And then I started another group of notebooks um, like during the fall which were, um... Are they, are they like the Heidegger black notebooks? Yeah, very anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> not enough anti-Semitism. And like, uh, communism, communism in China is going to take over the world and uh, endanger America and... No, no, endanger Europe. Americanism and Ch- communism is going to endanger Europe. Um, that's not the thesis of it, but... <laughs> I, but, uh, but that, that group of, of, um, like writings is more like a, uh, like an actual novel or something, or it's not, it's, it's all like very autobiographical, but also like, have you guys seen like, uh, the Darjeeling Limited, um, the Wes Anderson movie? Uh, I've seen other Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. So Jason Schwartzman is a writer in that book or in that movie and people will, like, comment on, like, his stories. Like, his brothers will comment on his stories. And, and, like, I don't know, like, Adrian Brody would be like, yo, dude, like, you really misportrayed me in that last short story you wrote. And then Jason Schwartzman would just be like, all my characters are are fictional. And it's, like, it's all, like, very thinly veiled. <laughs> That's sort of, like, my, uh, <laughs> what I'm doing. It, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I'll tell you guys more about it once I, like, piece yeah. it together. It's just a matter of, like, transferring it from that handwriting to, like, the laptop and shit like that. Yeah, Trying once you th- have it in a file, if you yeah. want it, me to edit it, I can totally go through it for you. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. And then I'm, like, sprinkling some aphorisms throughout it. And, yeah, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. Jackson just got a story published in the Hobart Journal, right? Yes. A little yeah. bit ago. Hobart, Hobart Pulp. Check it out. Yeah, dude. What's it called? It's called right this. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Where, where is it published? Do people do cocaine in it? Uh, no, that, <laughs> the, the last one people did cocaine. And, uh, and, and like puke in potted plants or something. Um, it's uh, Hobart Pulp is the, the journal. It's online. Yeah, we'll link it in the, yeah. in the, in the description. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, my last story I had to pull because the website ended up being like secretly alt right. So it's nice to have uh, have a legit one again. 
Yeah, dude. It was secretly alt right. <laughs> Why did they publish you then? No, it's like they act. They published like a lot of like cool New York literature people, but it was like an anonymous guy who like was like an incredibly online guy who ran it. Yeah. And then like this other like rival online journal like doxed him, and it turned out he like used to be like a four chan alt right person. So then like they got blackballed, and everyone pulled their stories. Gosh. Shit, See, someone dude. published a Google Doc of Whoa. um like like uh, what uh, Fluxland used to follow or something. Yeah. And then yeah, like yeah. all all right. Yeah. So was he reformed though, or he was? He I, still... Allegedly reformed. I like believe that he was reformed. He's like friends with like people I know like from the internet in Baltimore and DC, and they're like not alt right people. So I think he's reformed. Dude, one thing this this is this is random and kind of like from the past, but some some like lefty Twitter people got like <laughs> is docs the right term? Like just got fucked and like sent off offline. Like Lena Del Raytheon like sexually harassed someone at a DS like yeah. DSA people in LA and Joe Prince was like, you know, saying some shit in DMs to like Brandy Jensen or something. <laughs> Those people I don't know. They, yeah. That, R.I.P. Uh, I don't know why I, I related that. I, 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 I've wanted to talk about that for a while, but there really isn't much to Yeah, say. that happened really fast, and then everyone <laughs> just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one who's that, like, big online is okay. <laughs> like, <healthy>. no one, <laughs> yeah, No one who's posting enough to have, like, 20,000, like, Twitter followers who's only, like, posting irony content is like a remotely healthy person like yeah yeah like andy s or whatever yeah <laughs> he's got a good account though. or like whoever the fuck crank t nelson is like oh crank t no absolutely not <laughs> crank t nelson. he was banned for a hot second <laughs> yeah <laughs> one, one of the guys who's, who's one of the guys who's teaching in my current program is uh he's teaching in uh ucsd and he started like a uh major called speculative design what no aren't you getting into like media studies now joy or something uh it's called it's called uh strelka institute and uh strelka and like basically like um it's like amalgam of like a lot of hip people in media uh just uh i don't know i don't know what i don't know what we're supposed to do but like there's supposed to be like a lot of like uh, hip like media artists coming to like teach us how to do stuff and then um, I'll eventually uh, go like there'll be two trips one of them is to Siberia and the other one is back to Hong Kong and Shenzhen strangely where I'll be meeting like uh, a person who has been exploiting me for uh, uh, academic work um, uh, Yoko, um, where he'll be like teaching a class or something so are they teaching you how to hack elections yeah, they probably will teach us how to hack elections. Yeah. RT. Did you how to, like, uh, write, write um, you know, stories that get posted on Facebook a lot and, like, hack the algorithms? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think that Kyle was telling me, like, uh, that in, in Israel there are people who, like, uh, like, are in school who are, like, literally learning just to post Israeli propaganda on Twitter and, like, online and, like, defend Israel against any ideological critiques. 
So cyber uh, ideological warfare. That uh, that remi- the mention of Israel reminds me of like a great development in my current life. Oh, where shit. what? <laughs> so right now I have this part-time job where I uh, anonymously under the table write. Uh, content for a home warranty website because <laughs> i i love wasting my time um, really, you should do that instead so of I like, yeah so i like today i wrote about wait, wait like, jackson can you say can you say again what, yeah. what what's your part-time job i like it was a bit laggy i write listicles for a home warranty website so nice. i basically so I bet today I like wrote like eight ways to like clean your hardwood floors <laughs> and made like sixty bucks. It was tight. Really? I'm a published fiction writer. What the fuck do you know about that? Nothing. It's all plagiarized. But the best <laughs> part the best part is so I interviewed for this job and the guy who owns the company calls me and he's like, Alright, like I think you can, you know, do this position. The first thing you need to know about me is that immediately after college, I joined the IDF Special Forces. (laughs) (laughs) Which I obviously responded by telling him that I was a three-tour Army Ranger, and we really bonded over that. You were a what? Yeah, three-tour Army Ranger, obviously. You said that? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's awesome. God, yeah, I need to find some dumbass gigs. Some gigs. Where did like you that. get? Where did you find? Yeah, that? they're great. Teach tennis. Like do that shit. <laughs> what? The actual story of how I found it was I was uh, smoking weed with this dude who uh, does their graphic design, and he was like, "Oh, like we need a guy to do the floor lists. Like, do you want to do them?" <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. No, that's the shit. Yeah, man, that's the kind of shit that I can't find in Cleveland, though. Yeah. I don't know. You need, you should move yeah. back to Oberlin. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> the Oberlin's the last place I need to be. You think? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But you, you obviously, like, find some comfort in, you know, sitting there and breezing through the logic puzzles. Like, it seems like a real defense mechanism. <laughs> for you so <laughs> your inui is like focused into beating the guy with you know the other book in the coffee store that just seems like can this podcast just become people analyzing <laughs> billy well he wanted to he wanted that from the beginning against me it's it's, it's the podcast about billy <laughs> it's one of my many neuroses uh, is this podcast? <laughs> yeah, you you guys should turn off the video. Then it would be it would probably be better for you. Like it, it probably yeah. yeah probably probably like the censors like heard that like we were talking about like uh uh alt like altering the Facebook algorithm and like they just um uh, tried to stop this uh, podcast from happening. You know? Do you think so? Yo, censors, no. what's good? <laughs> uh, check out my fiction on Hobart Pulp. Follow me on Twitter at Franz with uh, four S's at the end. Uh, hit me up. Yeah, dude. Make, make me a political yeah. prisoner. Yo, I'm seriously, like, if America becomes a fascist state, I'm going to be so fucking pissed if I don't get rounded up in the purges. Yeah, dude, send it. I, I'm trying to go to a penal colony for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to get, like, I mean, like, realistically, I want to be, like, 
I want them to be coming for me, and then I want to flee the country. I, I, I don't think I'd hold up well in prison. I don't, I don't have the will for it. Here's what I want. I want, I want like, um. Okay, so you know all it's like Dumbledore's army shit or whatever. I want a, I want like liberals to construct like a. Uh, this is so dumb. Like, like, like a useful narrative for people to grasp onto. Like, I don't know, like, have us, like, legit sent to a penal colony, but, like, um, find a way for us to, like, all take part in this, like, weird fiction where we all get to be heroes and, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, I'm trying to say. What Dude, if you fucking, if, like, if... Um, is Guam still, like, a penal like colony Like a fake revolution that they construct, like, to make us feel like we win something back. If, um, or, I don't know. If you sent, like, 40% of liberals to a penal colony, but, like, sorted them into four houses and gave them fun activities to do, they'd all vote for Trump. <laughs> oh, remember, remember that, like, that Scam Island uh, thing uh, last year? Firefest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hong Kong? <laughs> no, no, Firefest. <laughs> yeah, what if all liberals uh, are permanently stranded in a Firefest situation? And soar into four houses. If Ja Rule was there, I'd be down. <laughs> Dude, if liberals got their own island, the first thing they would they would they would um, do is say uh, universal health care is unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> it would be called like Yas Queen Island, but there would only be white people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be cool to be at a penal colony for sure. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever read that story by Kafka? I've never yeah. read it. Is it good? Yeah, I like Kafka. I'm I'm pretty pro Kafka generally. I think Kafka's a good writer. Yeah. That's not like a unique opinion, but he's very he's uh um um I don't know. Sometimes he can be quite funny. Yeah, I, I think know. Kafka's I guess, pretty funny. I guess like if if you have lived hilarious. in if you've lived in like if you've lived in Berlin before, then you'll realize how funny he is because like you literally like get stuck in the worst bureaucratic uh country in the world. Yeah, or if you're just, like, Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I really like the castle. That was really good. Um, and Michael Haneke made like, a, made, like, a movie of it, and I tried to watch it, but it was too long. Yeah, I mean... But it was good. It's really yeah. good. It, like, it, it, yeah, it's, I really like the, the movie of the castle. Um... And then, I mean, obviously, like, the political point that everyone makes with Kafka is that it's, like, a good account of, like, the subject in modernity with, like, bureaucratic shit, getting lost or whatever, being alienated. The, uh, there was this one, um, there's this one movie by Jacques Tati, which I thought was very Kafka-esque, um, Playtime, uh, which is just, like, about a dude get, just getting lost in this, like, postmodern whatever, like, city um with all these like advertisements and elevators going to different floors and he just says it, it's it's kind of like that movie you guys like ever play pokemon no no um, no well the, okay so there there are some like gyms or like areas in pokemon where um in order to like progress through the level you have to go like navigate these like little things on the ground these like uh these things that have arrows on them, and if you step on the arrow, it sends you in that direction, and then you're just sort of at the whim of these arrows, and then if you hit another arrow, you go in that direction, and then if you hit another, you go in that direction, so once you, like, go on one arrow, your path is just sort of set, and you have to find which arrow um, will direct you to, like, the place you're going, and the movie is just sort of, like, 
a series of just going on the wrong arrow and just being directed towards different places and not ever getting to your destination. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense. But uh, that's a really good movie too. Um, Playtime. But Joy, did you hear me say I watched Fallen Angels? (laughs) Oh, you watched Fallen Angels? Yeah. So good. So good. What what's your favorite part about Fallen Angels? Like my favorite scene or Do you, or you should you should come part? to Hong Kong and then we could uh go and eat ice cream in those ice cream vans. Yeah, I'd be down. Um and then you can you can uh, honestly, hijack my, my, a ice cream van. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say my favorite scenes were the ones with uh, the mute guy, um the funny guy. Like mm-hmm. there 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 was that scene where like, you know, he's like cutting the dude with the ponytails ponytail's hair oh yeah 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 and then like the very next scene uh the guy with the ponytail goes to get ice cream and he's like oh fuck it's you again like (laughs) okay i'll take all the ice cream (laughs) and his whole family has to like eat ice cream with him yeah yeah and he takes like videos of his dad and then watches them after he dies and stuff it's pretty sad yeah Yeah. that was good i really what, what do you think of what do you think of like the two girls like um, do you like, uh, the, the, uh, girl with the wake or Michelle Rice more? The, uh, Michelle, I like her more. Hmm. Do you uh, like the I girl like, with I the think, wake more? Yeah, I like the, I like the girl with the wake more because she's like, like overdramatic and, um, I don't know. I think she, she's much more expressive and she, and she expresses like, uh, I don't know. I think I think like the the girl with like the like the silent killer is just like to, um, I don't know. Like people people have emotions and they should express them, and she's just like suppresses herself, and it's very, uh, it must be very annoying to be with a person like that. That's why I relate to her. <laughs> I don't know. She's also and, like yeah. so attractive. <laughs> yeah, she's like a she's like a mix, but like. I think like when when like you it's not very apparent from uh, the movie that she's like or like she, she doesn't look like she's mixed blood but she she she's from like that's why her name like her last name is Rice but not like some like Chinese last name. Is she part what what's she mixed? Of? Uh She's uh let me see. <laughs> you know, you know, in 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 Macau or in Hong Kong, like people, no, no, particularly in in Macau, people uh, that are Portuguese mixed with uh, Han Chinese are like looked down upon before, like they were seen as like very inferior. Portuguese and Cantonese. Yeah, because like Portu Portuguese Macau. It was a uh, colony. Uh, like used like Macau used to be colonized Up by until, like, uh, Portuguese. Up until like the seventies, right? Oh, okay. Like seventy eight. Yeah, I think and and I think like the reason and I think she's also Portuguese plus Chinese. Yeah, her 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 dad is Portuguese, her mom is uh Cantonese Chinese. Damn. I didn't catch that. But like usually usually like you wouldn't think that because like uh, mixed blood people are usually like quite attractive. You don't think she's attractive? No, no, I mean, like, usually, usually you wouldn't think that, like, mixed blood people are seen as, like, inferior, because they're, like, usually quite attractive. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Maybe people are just jealous. There was, like, there was, like, before, there was, like, this blog by, like, a, a like, guy from, like, Dartmouth or something, uh, and, like, he had, like, a blog, and he was, like, complaining about, like, how, how it sucks to be, like, a mixed blood 
because uh like you will be like looked down upon by her like Han Chinese family and then he basically like uh hates upon her mom and says that like uh she like her it was like her whole plot like it was her whole plot to like uh lure uh, his dad by exoticizing herself uh to like a white man and uh his dad also sucks because he's white or something yeah yeah it's really it's really poisonous being uh what's poisonous like like this like he 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 like he just like basically hates on her mom because like she he thinks that like all asian women uh exoticize themselves to try and attract white men and produce uh oh, yeah, yeah. mixed bloods uh people who are like being looked down upon by other people got it um yeah so fallen angels uh what else were we talking about before rob you got you, you got <laughs> I thought that article was offensive. I really. I don't um, think anyone else read it though. It's too bad. What article? I, I, oh, the I, N plus one. Did you read it, John? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't read the it. The N plus one articles like are sometimes just like way too long and like. Well, this is right up my um, alley. Like there was like an article. Like I was like looking up like, uh, like Talon's like uh sexual, like offense case and like. Uh, I stumble across like someone like wrote like an extremely long article on M plus one like about Talon, and uh, like I don't know. Talon's who, also like, anti-vax who... and a nine eleven conspiracy guy. Really? Yeah. A what? A, a, a anti-fa? Anti-vax. Anti-fa. Yeah. Anti-vax. Like no vaccines. He thinks anti-vaccines. Yeah, he thinks vaccines make you autistic, and that weeds cure that weed cures autism, and that nine eleven was an inside job. <laughs> he like yeah, didn't leave his mom's basement for like five years. That's kind of what happens when you do that. Yeah, I've never fucked with him. Um, have you read any of his books, Jackson? Yeah, I, I like honestly. Taipei and shoplifting are like good novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of, like, has a tick where, like, because all his books are, like, really autobiographical. So, like, the last, like, quarter of his books are just, like, he always does the device of, like, oh, now he's giving readings of the book that you're reading. And it, like, falls flat sometimes. But he's, like, a a good writer who gets, like, painted as alt-lit you, just because of aesthetic. When he's really, like, a pretty traditional, like, mm-hmm. American fiction writer whose, like, primary influence is Laurie Moore. Oh, we're... Wait... Jackson, you you wrote a really a comment that I that um uh that is true on uh, on the Morbo Reads link, and that is uh what unfounded and likely on true opinions about literature. Cormac McCarthy has never had sex. Every man ever published by N plus one lived in their mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cormac McCarthy's probably never been in the same room as a woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. We, we'd have to bring on Jordan to talk about that. My friend Jordan loves Cormac McCarthy. He might have some opinions. And he's a contrarian. So He's a good writer. He just has definitely never had sex. Blood Meridian is one of the best uh, American novels of the past 40 years, in my opinion. 50 years. That That book is so fucking good, Blood Meridian. Oh my god. I haven't read uh, it, but uh, Don DeLillo likes it, so it's probably good. Yeah, yeah, it's like on that before it like became like 
a standard issue like best book of its era it was on like that like delillo wallace and i think like franzener eggers like made a list of like at right before uh in like 99 they made a list of like overlooked books of like the late 20th century and blood meridian was all of their picks along with like some books that have not held up that well in hindsight yeah like uh, angels all those guys love angels is that also mccarthy no that's like dennis johnson's dennis johnson? third yeah. novel it's like his fourth best book i think i like jesus jesus's son a lot Gee, that's a great book oh, no, train... no, not that no i don't know about that book sorry Train Dreams, I like. Train that. Dreams is great. That's what Jesus's like. son is really good as well. Uh, Tree of Smoke, I think, is pretty overrated. Yeah, that's like the Vietnam one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just got his new collection. It's supposed to be pretty good. Is he still kicking? Uh, <laughs> I, nah, he kicked it uh, in the spring, but this was like at the press before he croaked. Oh, got it. R.I.P. Uh. Yeah, man, Train Dreams. I gave that book to my English teacher from high school. Um, we, like, exchanged books from time to time. He oh, gave nice. me, when I graduated, he gave me two books. One was Everything is Illuminated by Jonathan Safran Four, which I have a very soft spot for. Uh, <laughs> I think he might be the worst writer currently working in the English language. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, that book, um, what is that one book uh, that he made that... Uh, where he like cuts shit out or whatever and it's like the crocodile book or whatever uh the code code is in it the word code is in I, it. i don't know that one. Oh man i forgot what it's called but it, the whole book is like it, he takes the the novel um oh some book by bruno schultz um like street of crocodiles oh the street of crocodiles or something yeah and so he made a book Jonathan Afrin Four made a book that was the text of that book, but he physically in the the novel itself physically, there were certain sentences that were cut out. Yeah. Um, oh, he just did like an erasure of it. Yeah. I think Tree of Codes or something. No, not Tree of Codes. That's Tree of. I don't know. Whatever. But it was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he did the most ridiculous... In his, like, bi- personal life, he did, like, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever he, heard he of. He left his wife to try to get with Natalie oh Portman. Yeah, he left his wife for Natalie what? Portman without asking Natalie Portman if she, like, wanted to be with him. And then he left his wife and child, and Natalie Portman was just like, no, I don't want to date you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, uh... Um, oh, shit. What, what Did he leave... Like, he was... Married to the other writer, right? Nicole Kraus? Yeah. Did he leave Nicole Kraus? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyways, the, the other book that I was given by that teacher was uh, Pale Fire by Novikov, which was fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I can't really remember it, but those were... Uh, Kinboat, Charles Kinboat. Uh where it's just, like, a long, like, academic footnote about a poem, like, an epic poem. And then, it's about, like, his, like an imaginary country or something that he, he created for himself. I haven't, I haven't um, read it, but um, I heard it's it's good. It reminded me of, like, White Noise, just uh, kind of, like, parodying academia in a way. Um, white Noise, like, 
Hitler studies or yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Delillo does the academic pastiche really well. For sure, Jackson. What's the state of uh, alt lit in New York right now? I mean, alt alt lit as a formal movement is dead, but what it's been replaced by is like indie lit. I guess like the big thing here is like, like the the tension between like major publishing houses and like independent publishing houses. It's really like pretty analogous to like indie versus mainstream or like indie versus major record labels. I think is like the best way to think about it. Got it. Like, but major diff- publishing houses are, like, the major labels, and then there's, like, the major indies, which are, like, Grey Wolf Press and Coffee House. Is this, is this, is this why, like, uh, like uh, despite uh, uh, Scott McClanahan's book, Sarah Book is so hip, that it has not, that is not on LibGen nor ARG yet? Yeah, it's, like, because that's on Tyrant, which is, Tyrant. like, kind of, like, in New York, one of, like the prestige indie presses but like they don't get a ton of distribution like nationwide in terms of press and like attention they should they should, they yeah. should start yeah. having their books like being uploaded to arg and libgen so I can yeah they've had Somebody some big book like they had they blew up because they had atticus lish's novel that like won the pen falconer a couple years ago Damn. oh but they and then like new direction and nyrb would be like the criterion collection or something yeah like a different kind of thing yeah, new direct. Yeah, new direction's cool. They're not like doing a ton of like new books, obviously. It's just and what like, RB just like publishes like like translations and old stuff, and I think they still like publish a lot of like translations from like World Lit and stuff. Yeah. Like when when I was when I was in Chicago, like because like, yeah, I was working was on a translation. Yeah, when I was I, I was like working on my like a translation that I was uh, that I have just published and. Uh, like the editor of the asymptote told me like to meet like uh, to meet like a girl and like who was like the Chinese editor and she had her like translation of a book like published by NYRB and it's it's pretty dope. Maybe maybe I'll send them a proposal about like some like Hong Kong literature translation. And stuff. Yeah, so you sh- should. Shout out to Joy for getting that translation. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Piece published in asymptote. Hell yeah. Thanks. Big junior dance tune, big things. Uh, I want to. St- <laughs> I was like throwing around the idea of like a Cleveland review of books. <laughs> oh. There was like a Hong Kong review of books, but it has like nothing to do with Hong Kong, and like the guy is just like some 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 like professor in some like like community college in Hong Kong who like who has published like really like shitty academic books about like um like like some media shit. And like yeah. he's basically like this like it's it's just like an expat thing, but but for some reason, like I I tried to get something published there like a while ago, and they were like related to, uh, three M magazine or something, and like he has like many connections to, uh, like the Western publishing world. Yeah. Hmm. If I if I do start that CRB, I gotta get like a good website, good format, but I I would email like every single you just, you just need literature to, you just department need to, like, head. Get, like, a good WordPress format. Yeah. But I think that the way to go, I would email a bunch of, like, um, a bunch of, like, heads of university departments and be like, hey, like, if any of your, like, graduate students, like, have some non-academic writing they want to publish, like, um, I'm starting this thing up. And I don't know. I feel like that'd be a good way to start, no? I think... Honestly, if you're, what are you trying to publish? Though? Are you trying to publish like fiction? 
No, no. It would be like uh, reviews of books and films, like non-academic, like literary slash philosophical essays. Um, and you should pay them. You should pay. You should pay them. Yeah, I'll, I would pay them. I need to figure out how to do that though. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, yeah, the internet is like. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know as much about like academic writing, but for like a lot of reviews, shit is just like online people. Yeah, I guess like in my mind, I'm thinking about. I don't know, like, journals that I like are N plus one and, like, LARB. I think LARB is the coolest, um, one of the coolest online journals out there. Yeah, like, the N plus, N plus one is just, like, New York guys who publish their friends. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It seems like that's, like, expanded a little from that, but it's just, like, Josh Cohen's boys, like, circle jerking for the most part. Mark Grief. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Josh Cohen right. and Delillo have like a weekly coffee somewhere in Brooklyn. You gotta find Please. it, man. You gotta find. You gotta them. find it. You gotta find them and tell them, tell them, uh, you know, a fan girl from <laughs> Hong Kong who has read many of his books. It's definitely just like Delillo, because like late Delillo is hilarious because it's just like him being like, "What if like someday there was a website where you could like." talk to any person in the world and they all had a profile and like that doesn't exist yet right (laughs) yeah it's that and like uh being in the desert (laughs) yeah have you read any of gordon lish stuff um not really no i really like atticus atticus lish is his kid i really like atticus's book Because Gordon Lish is like was like Don DeLillo's like editor or something. Yeah, Gordon Lish was Carver's editor too. He's an incredible editor. editor. He also wrote a book called Peru, which is published by Docky Archive. It's on my shelf. Yeah. I have Um, I have like a short story collection by Gordon Lish, but it's in Hong Kong, and I'll never go back home. (laughs) Never coming home. Never coming home. Never coming home. Oh my god. Yeah, man. It's like Candide, you know? Like, Candide leaves home. I just want to get published by anyone. I, anyone. You are. What about that Shape of Water thing that you yeah. published? Oh, that's right. I'm doing reviews and not getting paid. I love, I love like, you Dude, know, you're not, not getting, getting paid. paid. You gotta get paid. I love not, in, not getting paid for it's my not, It's not, like, there are, like, there are, like, shit tons of, like, publications that, that pays. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, I'll try to write, like, four or five more reviews for them and then use that as a basis to write yeah. somewhere else, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I was supposed to review I, Tanya, um, like, last week. I still got to finish that review. Um, that, that wasn't a bad movie. Of, like, what do you I, think I, of uh, The Shape of Water? It was good. I liked it a lot. It was, like, um, it was weird. It was, like, weird as fuck. Yeah, that one scene where they're fucking underwater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was weird. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that I was so weird. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, also, my, uh, I really like. What the do you What do you call that, What do you call the main character? Like, is like, what is the What is the creature? What is the creature? It's the cr- the creature. It's just the creature. Uh, Kyle calls him uh, the fish man. The fish man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, too. I don't know. You guys saw it in Chicago? Yeah, we saw it in Chicago. Yeah, and, the, be- uh, the best we... movie from last year was uh, Florida Project. Have you and seen... Uh, have any of you seen Good Time? 
No. No. What's it what about? Is, what is it? Good Time's fucking sick. You gotta see Good Time. Did it come out last year? Yeah, it came out last year. It's like the Safdie brothers made it, who were, um, like, a couple New York filmmakers. Robert Pattinson stars in it as, like, a Greek... Rip. A Greek-American guy named Connie who robs banks. It's incredible. What? Is he doing, like, more art films now? Yeah, or? yeah, he is. And, like, One of Trick's Saint... Point never does the score. It's, like, a sick movie. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Actually, um, Kristen Stewart's doing the same thing. She acts in all these Olivier Esaias movies now. I saw They're both, like, that... pretty cool people, by all accounts. Yeah, yeah she has some sick tattoos also. <laughs> like, Kristen Stewart. So sick. Yeah, I mean, she has, like, a, a tattoo on her arm of, like, this one, like, uh, I think Picasso painting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Billy, you should also get tattoos. I have a tattoo. You have a tattoo. What is it? It's a crest on my left shoulder blade. It's a what Catholic it thing, right? Uh, there's a there's a quote with it, like a T.S. Eliot quote. Oh. What's the, Next from time. what? Only through time, time is conquered from, like, Burt Norton, I think. It's one of those four quartet poems. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is one of my favorite collections of poetry, four quartets. Um, some good shit. Yeah, my, like, least cool poetry opinion is that I think Elliot's fucking dank. Like, T.S. Elliot's really he's, good. He's really good, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, totally, like, a political conservative and, like, a Catholic Oh, yeah, like a borderline Nazi. Borderline. <laughs> but fuck, he's great. <laughs> Yeah, the wasteland holds up. I'm kind of like bored by like Ezra Pound and stuff. Tbh. I mean, Ezra Pound's a horrible poet. Yeah. He's just like was a really influential editor and like thinker, but was like not. No one thinks he's a good poet. He translated like Chinese poems, and because despite not knowing Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but they were they were they were they were not too bad. They were very creative. I guess like he he was pretty known for you know. like, the Cantos is a very, like, Joycean undertaking, you know? Yeah, and he did, like, the stuff he, did, like, did with Yeats's work was really cool. Yeah. Turning and turning, the widening, uh, gyre. That's, that's Gerard Manley Hopkins, I, I think. No, Kyle that is, uh, Kyle uh, w- Oh, no, that's, that's Yeats. Yeats. Other American poets, I fuck with Wallace stevens for sure yeah he's another oh, like i love him i love him low-key conservative, conservative and stevens yeah, is exactly. great yeah sunday morning i think he was like an accountant or something insurance <laughs> insurance yeah, yeah that's gonna wrote, be me as a Sunday. lawyer rob me as a lawyer i'm also gonna write wallace stevens quality poetry <laughs> and, and 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 uh kafka was like an accountant yeah wallace <laughs> stevens was also like 300 pounds hell yeah he was dude. just like a massive dude yeah. <laughs> uh, Trump, 238 pounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 63238. That's one pound Tim Tebow. Below being obese. As one far pound, as body mass. Do you think he what? did that on purpose? He did that on purpose. Just put it one pound below obese. That's know? the conspiracy theory. <clears throat> the one I like, I really like his like supreme fiction thing. That's pretty cool. Yokes toward a supreme fiction. That shit was good. Yeah. Did you uh, did you ever meet Scott Billy Scott? From, yeah, yeah, I met Scott. Yeah, he yeah. wrote a really cool Stevens thesis. Really. Yeah. Really. Yeah, he was a. He's a pretty smart lit boy. Yeah, Scott's uh, a smart lit boy. He he always impresses me with his lit takes. Yeah, 
He reads like James Adgey or something. <laughs> Man, I, I I visited Kyle uh, sophomore year um, at Middlebury. And that was before I, I knew Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Berkeley gave a talk on someone I can't remember who, um, and he was like he like swore a couple times, um, but I, I don't remember who it was on. But it was a really good talk. Um, Do we want to talk about the article at all? We we can talk about the article for a second. Um, so Jackson and Joy, basically the article is talking about h- how it, it's about, it's commenting on these two books that just came out. One of them is by this psychiatrist, um, and the other is by like 27 psychiatrists or like mental health experts and, um, about like, like diagnosing Trump. And like the thesis of the essay is that diagnosing Trump with like mental illnesses or whatever is kind of like missing the point and ignoring, uh, you know, more important questions. Like, we say Trump is mad, but um, it, isn't it more mad? Like, it, th- well, like it's, it, it, it's more mad that, like, somebody, like, that one person has access to nuclear codes, like a nuclear button that can just, you know, bomb humanity, <laughs> this, in, like, into smithereens, um, rather than just, like, Trump being mad. And I think there was a point that was made that was, like, uh, um, like, liberals and these kinds of people... They want all of, like, the benefits of this system, a system which they can't take the logical conclusion of, which is Trump. So it's kind of like a, you know, paradox. Yeah, it's like the the classic, like, centrism thing of, like, Trump has to be crazy or some kind of anomaly because these incredibly flawed structures are actually not flawed at all. Yeah, of course. Um, But, Rob, what did you – I just try to, like, lay the uh, groundwork. Rob, what did you think of the uh, essay? And again, you're not coming in very Really? Strong. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, you're pretty okay. soft for me, too. That, that should be better. <laughs> um, I, Go ahead. You know, the, the gist of the article, I thought, was... Um, well, let me, let me read, let me, let me read uh, a quote from here. Um, so, talking about the, the book with the 27 essays from psychiatrists. It's a strange premise for a book, focusing on the defects of Trump's character, whether as a racist, a misogynist, bipolar, or a narcissist, has proven so ineffective in the past two years that it is somewhat confounding that this group has chosen to set set aside their professional reticence and speak out now. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the average person probably has problems with um, the president's mental health and you know to say that it's like so obvious why even bother pointing it out I think it's the duty of these mental health professionals to sort of educate the public about you know what are definitely signs and symptoms of serious mental disorder Yeah, but isn't it kind of, like, messed up to play that political game? I mean, it's like the Goldwater thing. Well, right. Like, to diagnose and talk about the mental health yeah, state of someone yeah. if they're not, like, you know, working with and them I and think trying to help bullshit. them, you know? Really. Like, as somebody who, who teaches abnormal psychology and is a psychologist, I mean, the whole, the whole mental disorder concept is so flawed to begin with, that to think that you really have to examine somebody 
and give them like a structured interview or whatever in order to reach some reasonable conclusions about their mental health. That's, I think, just bullshit. Like, everyone can... But what does that do, like, diagnosing Trump? What does it accomplish? I, I think... Is it just, like, I educational? That, I think that, you know, to go on record the way that they have and to break this, you know, Goldwater taboo, I think it's an important thing because I do think he is seriously mentally ill, diagnosable, whether or not you have a session with the guy. And I think it's just, you know, professionally important. There's this other quote, okay, about the psychiatrist. It's a political act for them to do so, to diagnose him, not a medical one, as they do not appear concerned with the patient at all, but rather with the state of the country and the population. Now, that's not true if you, you know, Listen to the psychiatrist that went up and met with um, a bunch of Democrats a few weeks ago. They are concerned about him, like, as a person, as a human being, as a client, as a patient. And, of course, they should be. But, you know, putting out that he has serious mental disorders... um, I think it is a professionally responsible thing to do at this point because I really do think that his deteriorating mental state is going to come to a head at some point. And so, you know, the the general criticism uh, that I got from the M plus one article is, you know, this is not going to change anything. People think this already and, you know, sort of why bother getting all clinical about it? Well, I think it's sort of the responsibility of clinicians to step up in this moment. And, you know, okay. as citizens, yes, but as professionals. I haven't read the article, but um, like the, the thing that I was just translating uh, has much to do with, uh, I don't know whether there's anything that got to do with it, but like the guy in the translation is like, he's very anti uh, he's very anti, like, uh, the notion of uh, mental illnesses, and he, he like he was like diagnosed, f- like for by for anxiety and depression, and he's been like in the mental hospital for, like, like for a long time, and like they has diag- like they and in in like mental hospitals they like tie you up and stuff, and he just thinks like the whole thing is very dehumanizing, and like mental illnesses. Uh, can be cured by like other means, but not by pills. But like pills, just like give you, like suicidal, like suicidal thoughts, and just like make things worse. And yeah, and, like the whole book was like was about that. Yeah, it's not I very mean, there's there there that's certainly like a whole yeah. argument to have, you know. Like the 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 medicalizing and the psychopharmacologicalizing of, you know, the self and the mental self there was like i think he he once said that there was like this this guy who this girl who like once came up no i was in his reading of his like of the reprint of his book and there was this girl who who like told like who asked him like his dad is like mentally ill and like she feels very offended that like he could say something that like pills are bad because like having his dad take those pills like makes her life like really better 
but I don't know. I think like I think the view from like a from an outsider to is different to that of like someone who's suffering from like a mental illness. Word. I mean, who like I don't know. She shouldn't be offended though. Like other people, like you can have that view, and it doesn't have to like apply to her dad. I mean, whatever you know. I mean, medic medication. That's a whole. <clears throat> that's a whole nother podcast. That you is know? a whole nother yeah. podcast. Yeah. And like, and the way like mental illness and di- like the and the way diagnosis ties into identity. Oh yeah. No. Totally. Totally. I, <clears throat> yeah. And the way that, like, we can say, like, all these, we can say, like, regardless of method, we can say, like, so Trump is mentally ill. But the fact that Donald Trump, like, what do we do with the fact, like, on a, an intellectual level, not like a practical, like, governance level. But, like, if Donald Trump says, no, I'm in no way mentally ill. I'm completely sane and stable. I'm a stable, smart person. Like, within the frameworks of our ideology, do we have to be, like, if he considers himself stable and is, like clearly you know successful by these conventional capitalist metrics is he mentally ill like do these diagnoses like there's a total paragraph about that like do you have a right to to... okay i mean one of the yeah like do you do you have a right to uh you know not just like reject diagnoses but like think about yourself in like a certain way like like whether or not you are sane or not sane do you like have the right to be like oh like i'm not gonna like let those labels apply to me yeah and then there's the inverse of people who like self-diagnose and are very like into the label of diagnosis on that end yeah yeah true yeah well i guess yeah in in america like mental illness is like not as stigmatized as like other places yeah i think there is like there is like a difference between like I don't know, like, a mental, mental patient can, like, be, be, like, can, they can be sent to mental hospital because they disturb someone. They can also be sent yeah. to mental hospital because they feel bad about something. And there's also, like, the difference between, like, like, behavior, behavioral symptoms and also, like, physical symptoms that you experience as, like, a mental patient. Say, for example, like, an anorexic patient could, like, experience symptoms of, like, amenorrhea, like, they ha- can have, like, their hair, mm-hmm. like, falling off, uh, and I th- I don't know, I think that that's, like, a different category of, like... Yeah, well, stuff. that's, that's the whole, you know, diagnoses are based on signs and symptoms, and that's it. Our, our whole way of thinking about mental disorders are simply, you know these lists of signs and symptoms and scientifically they don't really hold together very well but you know like you but billy you said that you said that like sometimes when like you're told that you you exhibit these signs and then you sort of like how do you like uh like i don't know like self-confirm Wait, like, let, it's, uh, it's sort let, of like I a Rob, confirmation bias. I want to hear what Rob has to say first, then ask you that. What was, it, what was I saying? I mean, what? I want to hear what Rob has to say first, and then ask me that again. Um, okay. Rob, what, you were saying What, what was I saying? Oh, the, the you know, diagnosis and, and the, con- the mental disorder concept is nothing but signs and symptoms. And it doesn't have any, like reference to any other kind of scientific touchstone 
accept that, you know, everything is, is mental, right? Mental disorders. Um, so it has to do like somehow with the, the nervous system. But, you know, the difference between uh, like, it, it, you know, it, it kind of comes, it's almost like a dualism thing, you know, is our symptoms, are some symptoms more physical than others? Does it make sense to say that racing thoughts is a really valid indicator of something while, you know, pulling your hair out is not? Well, they're given equal weight within, you know, diagnostic, you know, criteria. Um, and so, the, yeah. the, like, the construct of mental disorder is, is, I think, problematic scientifically, but it's all we have. And so, yeah. you know, that's the framework in which we have, to, we have to deal with them as patients and as, like, outsiders. And as far as, you know, a diagnosis as an identity, um, I do think that it, that it can be difficult to really accept a diagnosis as true. Um, but, you know, going back to signs and symptoms, there are these regularities, racing thoughts, you know, low need for sleep, um, impulsivity. And, yep. you know, those, those exist at several different levels, psychologically and biologically. Um, so the fact that we have to sort of bundle them together and call them bipolar disorder, um, and then if you're, if you're told that that's your diagnosis, that you have to accept that, I don't know, it seems like to, to reject that is to really reject science insofar as we can say that mental disorders are a, a scientific concept. Um, By the way, Billy, um, do you remember like when, when you visited me in Berlin, you told yeah. me that, oh, it was, it, was, uh, it was like September or something, and then October. you thought that like, October, it was like autumn, and then you told me, oh, the last time I visited... Uh, middle way and met you and it was also September and like I always have this idea of like uh, uh, autumn is like sort of sad but then like in uh, in like the summer like everything becomes okay and there's like this sort of like emotional cycle that you associate with like that I have yeah yeah normally fall is like the worst um, in terms of lows spring is the best winter second best and then summer is like I'm in a coma and I see spring as being like the big year, um, or sorry, the, the 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 best to come. You know, uh, just because it's warmer and like it seems for the most part that you know, like during the winter months, you sort of well the sun um, the sunlight you know, the sunlight has tight, a freeze up effect. and then you you know a lot of libido energy gets freed when it gets warmer out, and people have manic winter. episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's always really fun to do things uh, in like really cold places and uh, try not to freeze to death, as versus to like doing very like trying to do things in very hot weather. Yeah, there's that ex extra obstacle. Um, yeah. 
Any closing thoughts, guys? I think that this is about good. Trump um, crazy. Yeah. Oh, we should. Uh, we should. Twenty um, fifth amendment. Uh. Like one of the next episodes that we do, it will be like a. It will be like a dramatic reading of Jackson Franz. Uh. Uh. This story and like Jackson Franz will not be in this podcast, and we will. Psycho- psychoanalyze every sentence in that story. Oh, yeah. I, it should yeah. all really be a conversation about what it means about my relationship <laughs> with my dad. Sweet. Hell yeah, dude. Sweet. I'm into it. I'm Can't so wait. down for that. Okay. Shift, shift the, uh, the, um, <laughs> shift the, the microscope from me to Jackson. I mean, Hell yeah. Get it off me. Just let me apply no, to law school, do Rob. Jeez. Don't do it, man. No. Don't do no. it. I'm I mean, to. Um, should, all right. I think, I'll just wait like, you later. Yeah. But. The, 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 like, I, I gotta join my that. boy. Gotta join my boy. Okay. Closing thought. Closing thought is, uh, um, there's no uh, correct path. There, that's not true. There is one correct path, and that's uh, God. with with God. Exactly. Yeah. Get yourself to church, kids. And with that, that's the episode. Wait, 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 Billy. I think, I think, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think um, Eric Posner's dad is pretty cool, and you should read his, like, profile on New New Yorker. Who? Uh, Eric Posner's dad. He's, like, a Supreme Court Oh, Posner, yeah. I'll check it out. Well, he just retired. Yeah. I went to to sit in on his, like, contract law class, and it was pretty fun Although people think it's a boring. He's a really interest, yeah. interesting guy. All yeah. right, guys, let's sign out. Sign out. Signing out from uh, Tremont, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. It's Billy Lennon. Jackson Franz out in Brooklyn. Uh, Joy from Moscow, uh, heavily snowing Moscow. Rob from a snow covered overland. Yeah, we global. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Bye-bye. Peace. Peace. Wasting your days Chasing some girls All right, chasing cocaine To the back rooms of the world All night You ever notice that Jackson Franz Looks like Dan Behar of Destroyer And the new pornographers? Wasting your days Chasing some girls All right, chasing cocaine through the back rooms of the world all night. We both got that curly black hair. I'm an artist aesthetic, and they probably both kill it with the same type of women.
Oh, man. 